This is Project Inspire, an interview podcast created and produced by students in the Haslam College of Business at the University of Tennessee, Knoxville, and sponsored by Haslam's Office of Student Engagement. In this episode, we are joined by Don Friesen, Executive Vice President of Supply Chain at Lowe's. Welcome to the fourth episode of Project Inspire, a Haslam interview series. I'm your host, Devin, and I'm super excited to have with me today, Don Friesen. Mr. Friesen, how are you doing today? I'm well, Devin. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you so much for coming. We'll just hop right into the questions to start out with. We're going to start with your time at UT. You attended UT for your undergraduate studies, majoring in operations management. What was one of the biggest learning experiences that you got from your time at UT? I got to tell you, Devin, UT was a great time for me. But some of the biggest experiences was really understanding campus life it's really a microcosm of what happens in the world. You've got a lot of different diverse uh, team members, people that you're working through and working with. And it's just, it just reminds me now that it was setting the stage for everything that I was to do after school. So, uh, and I want to talk specifically about UT because of it being such a large campus, there was an array of activities that I could participate in. And again, where my interests were, where my roommates' interests were. And so it just became uh, very educational, not only in the classroom, but outside of the classroom. Yeah, outside of the classroom is, is some of my best experiences uh, here at UT personally. While at UT, you said previously that you had a bad quarter in regard to grades that served as a wake-up call for you. Can you discuss what ultimately, what ultimately motivated you to change your priorities and how you're able to turn things around? <laughs> yeah, my parents. Uh, but, but on a serious note, uh, it was really about focus, Devin. And I'm sure a lot of uh, your fellow classmates and students there at UT, occasionally we have lapses in, in why we're there and, and what we're focused on. We just talked about those things outside of the classroom. What I learned is that you can't let those supersede what happens inside of the classroom. So it really was about getting focused and um, making sure that I was aligned to what the end result should be. And uh, once I got my head wrapped around that, uh, things went well. Yeah, always thinking about the end result has has definitely been something I've been growing into more and more. motivates you to think about, you know, what what your hard work now can do later on in life. Absolutely. Upon graduation, you started your career at Kroger on the retail side of the business. What was the first year like in industry and how did it compare to your expectations you had going into it? Uh, Devin, it was probably much more demanding than I could have ever expected or hoped. Um, I uh, once I got through my initial training, uh, I was assigned to a store I was in the store management program. At that time, they called LCI. And um, it just so happened, as soon as my store assignment started, there was another a peer assistant manager that went out because she broke her ankle. And so I was the only assistant manager in that store. I worked three months, get this, Devin, three months, not one day off. We're talking Sunday through Saturday for three straight months. And so uh, what an experience. Now, understanding that I didn't have anything else to do, um, I learned a lot. I learned how to open that store. 
all the issues that go along with it, uh, price change and all those things that happen at that level of retail. So again, immersed very quickly. Uh, and sometimes I think situations help you do that. And by her going out, uh, it really helped me get into the business in a really strong way. Yeah, it sounds like great opportunity. That's a lot of work, uh, working for those three months, but I'm sure you learned a lot uh, in that amount of time. Absolutely. Moving a little bit into your career, uh, you worked for about two years in Africa as chief integration officer for MassMart Holdings after Walmart became a majority shareholder. What was your experience like making the move and how did this help you build a more global perspective? Yeah, great question, Devin. The, the South African experience was one that I will always cherish and give a lot of credit to my total professional growth. It, it was an opportunity to work in a different culture uh, and see different business models. And sometimes I think we can get pigeonholed in thinking that things can only be done one way. And working in that culture uh, really, really, really showed me that there's more than one way to do some things. You know, I, I'll give you a, a, a very simplified example. Devin, you know, in South Africa, they drive on what we would consider the wrong side of the street. And and I remember um, talking with a colleague and said, man, why do you guys drive on the wrong side? And they tell me, uh, well, who's to say this is the wrong side? And so it's an example of how your perspective can be tainted based on your experiences. This internet, and I would encourage anyone that gets an opportunity to work as an expat or have an assignment overseas, do it. Absolutely do it because it expands your breath. The role that I was in was all encompassing. I got an opportunity to work across the entire enterprise and just got so much broader in my career uh, through that one experience. Yeah, I know I personally really would love to be able to work abroad at some point in my career. Um, something that I'm hoping I'm going to have the opportunity to do. Um, kind of on the same kind of topic of broader experiences, you've gained a wide range of experiences throughout your career. Something you've said is some a contributing factor to your success and resulted from lateral moves during your career. Can you explain the importance and benefit of diversifying your experiences over only looking for upward moves? Uh, Devin, what a great question. Uh, and, and for those that, that think they can only move upwards, they're missing a huge opportunity uh, to, to swing to one side or another side to learn more about the enterprise or how the enterprise works or whatever environment they're in. I liken it to, and I'm going to show my age here, Devin, I liken it to uh, a playground where you're on the, this thing called a jungle gym. And in order to advance up the jungle gym, you'd have to swing from side to side until you got momentum to go up. And that's how I look at a career. When you make lateral moves, it gives you a little more experience here, a little more experience to the left of you, to the right of you. And I can tell you when I'm making hiring decisions or even promotion decisions, I'm looking for individuals that have the broadest swath of, of experience because they understand better how their roles will impact the total enterprise. Yeah, it's something that that's a, that was a new thing to me when I was kind of doing research for this interview. I've always thought, you know, you're always looking up up the chain how how you can make those moves. But definitely, uh, 
change my perspective personally on, you know, maybe looking sideways on how you can gain broader experiences alternatively. You are recognized as a cost containment expert and have successfully orchestrated $20 million annualized expense reductions in the past. Where along the line did you learn you were good at this and how have you leveraged this as a strength to make waves in your career? Yeah, I think I think when you, when you talk about working in an enterprise, any enterprise, it is all about profit and loss. And, and so as you start to work through the different scenarios, you learn what are the levers that need to be pulled in your business based on what's going on in the economy, uh, what may be specific to the company that you're with. Um, and over time, you just learn and understand how you take dollars out. And at the end of the day, if you take dollars out intelligently, then you drive a better profit component for the company. And that's what I've, I've become somewhat adept at doing is really understanding how do I take the dollars out, be more efficient with the capital dollars I do have, and how do I drive a greater return? That helps you in, in, in having a mindset that it, it's in your control. Yeah, that's really good. The lever uh, piece, I, I really like thinking of things in levers on how you kind of adjust things in your life, uh, broadly speaking. Over your career, what has been the most challenging undertaking for you and what did you do to successfully navigate it? Uh, I think I think the current role I'm in is probably the most challenging and simply because um, here I, we're transforming the business and um, within my piece of the business, we're, we're going from um, a supply chain that was uh, a basic supply chain and building an omni-channel. And Devin, I don't need to tell you because of how your generation shops. You guys are shopping from your mobile phone. You're shopping from um, your, your laptop. It's not always going into a, a bricks and mortar location. And if we're going to be really successful at omni-channel, I've got to understand where do you want it delivered? Do you want it delivered to your apartment in Knoxville? Do you want it in a dorm room? Do you want it at your parents' home? And be able to understand my nodes for doing that, or if you want to pick it up in a store. And so giving you those options, and that's what we're doing is building a supply chain that does just that. And, and I will tell you, this work is not for the faint of heart, but you do it through a lot of talented people, um, and, and making sure that everyone understands what the mission is. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the world is definitely changing very rapidly and spot on. I buy almost everything from my phone now, uh, other than groceries. I haven't quite got to the grocery point to, uh, be buying those on my phone yet, but I feel that's coming in the coming years. Um, moving into a little bit of mentorship and, and a little bit of other topics. Many people consider mentorship to be vital in gaining an edge in business and become an excellent leader. Traditionally, mentorship is seen as a relationship between a senior and a younger professional, but you place a big emphasis on the value of peer-to-peer -peer mentorship. Can you talk about why you think peer-to-peer -peer mentoring is so beneficial and how to get the most out of it? Absolutely, Devin. The, the great thing about peer-to-peer -peer mentorship is that you have access. You have access to your peers that you can't or don't always have if you're always looking for someone up the chain. Now, I'm not saying that that's not possible because I think that's important too. But if you looked, again, I use the example to the left of you and the, and the person to the right of you, they've got experiences that you don't have. 
And in many cases, when you collaborate on a peer-to-peer basis, you'll find someone that's going through the same problem identification and, and solving that you're going through. Use them. It's a great way to grow your network. It's a great way to grow your knowledge base. And so when you get in a position to be um, mentored by someone, say, up the food chain, for lack of a better term, you're much better prepared to make a contribution to them as well. Because remember, uh, any mentor relationships are two-way relationships. Both have to give great input and both should be able to enjoy the fruits of the, that relationship. Yeah, worship is something that I know I've, I've really valued and never really thought of it on a peer-to-peer basis uh, until kind of still kind of doing the research on this. So that was an interesting insight for me personally. Um, kind of on the mentorship uh, realm again, you know, you've mentored a lot of people and a lot of them have become very successful in the various roles they've been in. So I'm just curious, what are a few qualities that you've noticed in your most successful mentees? Uh, I, I think they do have some things in common. First of all, they have a thirst for knowledge and continual learning. They look for opportunities to educate themselves far beyond where they are today. Um, they're peer leaders. I just talked about the advantage of peer-to-peer, but thinking about in a peer relationship, becoming that de facto leader, the one that everyone turns to, those are characteristics of folks that 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 will make, make it to the next level. Because by working with their peers, again, they get broader. And when they're broader, it really helps them move up the chain. Yeah, that, that theme of being brought in your experiences is definitely uh, really valuable. In the workplace, you have to work with a variety of individuals, often from diverse disciplines that can range from supply chain to engineering. From your experience, how are teams impacted by having individuals with diverse disciplines and ways of approaching problems? I, I tell you, the, the, the product is always better when you have diversity of thought within your groups. I know as, as our UT students get to higher level courses, you have more courses that are project work where you're assigned uh, to other students to get work done. That's some of the best work you'll do. Again, because of the diversity of experiences within that project group. If one doesn't know the answer, someone else does. Or collectively, we always come up with a better answer. And that's what we're really looking for. And so when, when, when I think about D, E, and I, I always think about how do we get to a better work solution or a better work product? Yeah, I know that from a lot of projects I've been able to do here at the university, being able to work with you know people from different majors, people from even different colleges, like engineering has been really valuable to kind of see how they think about things compared to, you know, I have a finance background. So, you know, I think a lot differently than maybe an engineer would. Um, moving on a little bit into some of the philanthropy that you've done, you and your twin brother, Ron, donated to advance the Black Cultural Center at UT, now named the Friesen Black Cultural Center. What do you hope the impact of the center will be for future students? Yeah, so so um, Ron and I are, are both focused on education as part of our uh, philanthropic efforts. Uh, giving back to UT was an easy decision for us. 
by giving through uh, the FBCC, and, and first of all, I need to clarify for those that don't know, it's it's part of the Office of the Multicultural uh, uh, Office. And so it is a center for everyone. And what we hope is that not only does it help you with things like uh, tutoring, if, if, if you need that, and I know I needed a little bit uh, during my career, um, it, it, there's a computer lab that's there. Uh, there are offices for student organizations. So it, it gives you not only the academic support, but it also gives you social support. And I think in many cases, uh, when you're at a university, particularly a large one like UT, and maybe all your high school friends didn't migrate with you, it's an excellent opportunity to meet other students and to enjoy that uh, that that other side of college life. Yeah, meeting other students is crucial. I know that's some of the best experiences, being able to go out, meet people, you know, at the various places on campus um, that you're able to do that. Definitely highly encourage any students listening to, you know, always be looking to meet other people. With that, we're going to move into our last four questions. These are called the Haslam interview series questions. These are four questions we ask every guest on every podcast. The first one, what is something you know now that you wish you knew when you were 20? Um, how important relationships are in business and beyond. Um, partnerships, relationships are, are paramount to success. Uh, you can't do it alone. I don't know that I knew that when I was 20 years old. I thought I was a reincarnation of Superman and, and that just wasn't the case. All right, number two, what is a resource such as a book you suggest people read or a habit you have found particularly helpful? Boy, I'm, um, I, I should have brought my book. I'm, uh, I, I try to stay well read, but actually because of what's happening in the e-com environment, I'm reading uh, The Everything Store, which is about Amazon and how Amazon rose to, to uh, where they are today uh, in this environment. And it's really, really, really interesting read. The third question, what inspires you? Um, watching people develop and succeed. You know, at this point in my career, it is all about the next generation of leadership and what skills and, 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 and resources that I can hand off to them to be successful. And I'm always inspired when... I can see the light bulb go off for someone. All right. Our last question. What is next for you? You know, Devin, I'm so busy right now that uh, I really haven't gotten to what's next. Um, my wife and I like to travel. Uh, I anticipate being here um, uh, through my transformation and all the good things that are happening here. So I'm just taking it a day at a time, Devin, just a day at a time. That's always a good way to look at things. Well, I really appreciate you coming on. That's going to conclude our fourth episode of Project Inspire, a Haslam interview series. Thank you so much for taking the time out to talk to me, Mr. Friesen. Well, thank you for having me, Devin, and, and go balls. <laughs>